Coming up on Locked On NBA, the biggest game of the early part of the season in Phoenix as the Suns and Warriors faced off on a huge hot streak. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to tell you everything in that marquee matchup and all of the others from around basketball last night here on Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. What's up, everyone? You are listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts on the biggest stories around the hardwood. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from Tuesday night. The two hottest teams in basketball faced off last night in Arizona, and our biggest game lived up to the hype. The biggest game. Something had to give on Tuesday night in Phoenix. The 17-3 Suns carried a 16-game win streak into last night's game against the then 18-2 Warriors who had seven in a row of their own. But Phoenix came out on top, and now both the Suns and the Golden State Warriors are 18-3 and on the season. It feels like a playoff game in here, and that's because it pretty much was the Suns escaping with a win, 17 straight. Brendan Clean here with Locked On Suns coming to you from the Footprint Center after a 104-96 win. Devin Booker goes out with a hamstring injury, left hamstring, which has been a lingering thing for him, the same one that he hurt back in the NBA Finals. Reportedly, he has uh, basically confirmed that since, so he goes down in the second quarter. The Suns come out in the second half, have to go to Alfred Payton, have to go to heavy minutes for Landry Shamit and Mikhail Bridges and Cameron Johnson. Cam Johnson goes down with a cap, uh, basically, just cramp or strain or something like that and yet despite all of it the Suns are able to use their defense and their late game execution courtesy of Chris Paul to close out this game to tie their franchise record for wins keep the streak going uh, wins in a row of course and keep that streak going uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday night back here in the Valley going for 18 going for that record sole ownership of it We'll see what happens. For more on this team, listen to Locked On Suns wherever you get podcasts. Wes Goldberg here recapping the Suns' 104-96 win over the Warriors on Tuesday night. Chris Paul and Steph Curry only scored 27 points combined in this game. Devin Booker doesn't play at all in the second half because of a hamstring injury. And yet, despite all of that, we still get an extremely entertaining game in one of the uh, biggest games of the season so far. What we can really... We could focus on the results. We could focus in on the details, the fact that Jordan Poole had 28 points uh, uh, for the Warriors, but the Warriors also coughing up the ball, 23 turnovers in that game. DeAndre Ayton leading the Suns with 24 points and 11 rebounds. But really, the big takeaway here is that both of these teams are extremely evenly matched, and this is a game that could have still gone either way. Look, both teams want to play fast and make quick decisions within that pace of the game. Both defenses can smother the opponent's stars at any given moment. Both benches are extremely deep. Both teams could have even played better in this game. Uh, but the Suns won because they were able to limit their own turnovers, get the Warriors into turnover situations, uh, and score points off of those turnovers, 19 points off of those turnovers. Meanwhile, they are limiting those fast-break opportunities that guys like Steph and Draymond 
thrive in. And then Chris Paul, of course, being the clutch player he is, scoring six points, having three assists in that fourth quarter to put the Warriors away. Uh, and now the Suns extend their win streak to 17 games. Now, look, we knew going into this game that the Warriors were for real. Steph Curry, in that MVP conversation, considered title favorites, title contenders um, by everybody. But there were still questions uh, about the Phoenix Suns, and I think what we learned Tuesday night was that Phoenix is indeed for real, uh, that you can't poo-poo this win streak anymore, and that both of these teams have a legit chance to make it out of the Western Conference, and that, hey, I would welcome a seven-game series uh, between these two teams in the playoffs. But we're not going to have to wait that long because the rematch is Friday. I know we're all looking forward to it. The Memphis Grizzlies lost last week to the Toronto Raptors, but got even on Tuesday night. Jaron Jackson Jr. scored 25, and the defense came up big, as Locked on Grizzlies tells us here. I'm not sure if this is the exact way that the saying goes, but it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. Sean Coleman here with the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. The Grizzlies, in a bit of a revenge game, get a 98-91 victory over the Toronto Raptors six days after the Raptors blew them out in the second half of the game of their game the night before Thanksgiving in Memphis a 98-91 victory a very sloppy game both teams despite each having over 90 field goal attempts shot under 40% from the field and under 30% from 3 but for the Grizzlies two things really stood out number 1 they had the two best players for most of the game on the court at all times. And Desmond Bain with 23 points and five threes. And Jaron Jackson Jr. with 25 points, five blocks, and four threes of his own. But the real big key for the Grizzlies that won them this game was their overall effort and defensive activity. For the fifth time in franchise history, 10-plus steals, 10-plus rebounds, and 15-plus offensive rebounds were all needed to make the difference for the Grizzlies to be able to have just enough to get a big victory and get back above 500. The Grizzlies end November on a positive note with two straight wins without John Morant. We'll have this and much more plus an outlook for a very important start to the month of November when it comes to the Grizzlies schedule on the post-game edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. The Raptors started out slow and couldn't muster up enough energy to come back in the second half. Our Locked On Raptors host explains why Toronto looked so sluggish out on the court. The Raptors got to get some dudes back. I'm Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Raptors' 98-91 loss to the Memphis Grizzlies tonight here at Scotiabank Arena. It was not a good one for the Raptors tonight, especially the first half. They managed just 39 first-half points and finish just uh, with a 98-91 loss to the Grizzlies here. And the real takeaway is that there's just not enough juice right now for this Raptors team. They're missing OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., and Kem Birch. That's two of the three best shooters on the team. That's the best screener on the team. And that's three of the six best players on the team. And as good as Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and Scotty Barnes are and have been of late, it's just not enough to carry this team when they're not getting enough from their secondary pieces. Yuta Watanabe was great tonight. A lovely piece of work from him off the bench. 11 points, hit three threes. He was by far the best guy outside of that main three for the Raptors tonight. But other than that, Malachi Flynn, Precious Achua, Delano Banton, Chris Boucher, you're not getting anything from these guys right now. And it's just not enough against real NBA teams with full rosters. It's just the way it is. Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, and Ken Birch give this Raptors team a chance to win some games when they're back. But until then, things could continue to get pretty ugly here for the Raptors, who have lost three straight games. I'll have more on tomorrow's Locked On Raptors, so be sure to tune in. 
The Los Angeles Lakers learned they would be without LeBron James on short notice after the superstar was put into the NBA's health and safety protocols earlier in the day. But L.A. still used its star power to take down the Sacramento Kings. Locked on Lakers tells you how L.A. got it done without the GOAT. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of Locked On Lakers podcast and the Lakers with a 117-92 win over the Sacramento Kings. It started out rather ominous this game. No LeBron James. He entered the health and safety protocols and the Lakers played a horrible first half, but they came alive after halftime. They held Sacramento to 15 points in the third quarter, outscored them 67-33 to in the second half. 25 points for Anthony Davis, 23 for Russell Westbrook after a brutal First half, uh, Malik Monk, 22 points off the bench. He hit six threes, had four assists, and Dwight Howard, 12 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks and two steals, probably his best game of the season. And he may have made a case for himself to replace DeAndre Jordan in the starting lineup. DeAndre played only four minutes in this game after getting subbed out early in the first quarter. He did not re-enter the game. A lot more to get into, so make sure you are subscribing to Locked On Lakers, the YouTube channel, and that you are making Locked On Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. Sacramento could not take advantage of the LeBronless Lakers to get a home win on Tuesday, and Locked On Kings gives you the full recap post game. I'm here now inside of an empty Golden One Center, but it might as well have looked like the Staples Center or been called the Staples Center tonight with the amount of uh, Los Angeles Lakers fans that filed in and really took over in the second half as the Lakers took over in the second half. Hi, this is Matt George, host of the Locked On Kings podcast. Another total collapse by the Kings. They had a 14-point lead in the third quarter, and it evaporated very, very quickly. Everything that this team was doing right in the first half, jumping passing lanes, getting out in transition, getting the ball to Rashawn Holmes, they decided just to stop doing it. The Kings core, uh, their guards, Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, and... Uh, uh, Buddy Heald combined for 10 points total in the second half, and Rashawn Holmes managed 15 points. But the Kings, they just weren't getting him the ball. Alvin Gentry, after the game, took to the podium and apologized twice uh, to the Sacramento Kings fans, saying they do not deserve this. They're absolutely right. Gentry is apologizing for this core. This core caused Luke Walton to lose his job. This core caused... Dave Yeager to lose his job. I think we can figure out the common denominator. We'll talk more about it on the Locked On Kings podcast. Coming up next, the Nets and Kevin Durant get just by the Knicks and the Trailblazers easily beat the Pistons. This is Locked On Now NBA. Bet Online is your guys' number one spot for all sports action this season. It has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And you can head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. Again, the promo code is LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available on the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't forget our promo code is locked on to receive your bonus on Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Kim Becker, and James Harden dominated against the Knicks last night, and the Nets needed everything he could give them as Harden earned last night's best performance. The best performance. Hold up, hold up. 
The Brooklyn Nets and New York Knicks played a game for city bragging rights that felt like a classic rivalry on Tuesday. Kevin Durant caught fire late to give the Nets a win, and Locked On Nets tells you the story of a fun one in Brooklyn. Doug Norrie, Locked On Nets here coming at you following a 112-110 win by the Brooklyn Nets over the crosstown New York Nets. A battle of the Big Apple. This one was all over the place. James Harden looks great early. Kevin Durant looks great late. A lot of physicality. Some calls that went the Nets' favor. Also, in the end, they survive a really close one. Are able to pull off a two-point victory over the Knicks in a really hotly contested game. A lot of uh, just a lot of energy on the line here. Everything you want really from a basketball game, especially one between these two battling it over at New York City. We're going to be covering the whole thing over at Locked On Nets. Head on over there. The New York Knicks lost NYC bragging rights last night, but keeping up with the contender away from Madison Square Garden still counts for something. And Locked On Knicks says this was one of the best performances of the team this season. This is Gavin Shaw of the Locked On Knicks podcast following a 112 to 110 defeat at the hands of the Brooklyn Nets. But despite the loss, this, this was one of the Knicks' best, if not their best performance of the entire season as they went toe-to-toe with the best team in the East and they were led by their star Julius Randle. Despite not hitting a three on the night, he was masterful, especially in the first half with the Nets sending two defenders his way. He picked them apart with well-timed and on-the-money passes. And then once the second defender went away, Randall took full advantage, bullying his way to the rim, showing off a post game, showing off a dribble drive game, and a diverse array of mid-range jumpers. He was just fantastic, as was Alec Burks, who had 25 points in his first, or I guess second game, as the official starter for the Knicks. And Burks was raining threes. He had a couple of really competitive finishes at the basket, smart passes. He was everything the Knicks were looking for. And he gave them a chance defensively in a way that Kemba Walker just has not this season. Guys like Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, even Mitchell Robinson, despite a bad foul down the stretch, all filled in, all had really good games. It just simply wasn't enough because the Nets had Kevin Durant and the Knicks didn't. The Knicks will pick up action later this week. Until then, I'm Gavin Shaw, Locked On Knicks. Peace out. The Trailblazers dominated the Pistons in Portland last night, and Locked On Blazers tells us how the team cruised back into an even 500 on the season. The shorthand Blazers took down the Detroit Pistons 110-92. Norman Powell didn't play. Damian Lillard didn't play. Nazir Little didn't play, and it didn't matter. I'm Mike Richmond, host of Locked On Blazers. Portland got a win. They didn't play very well, but they got a big night from Ben McLemore, a nice night from... Uh, CJ McCollum is a solid play from Yusuf Nurkic tonight. Get a win over a bad team. Next up, another bad team, the Spurs on Thursday. Make sure you listen to Lockdown Blazers for more. Meanwhile, the Pistons just haven't been able to put the pieces together this season with another poor performance and a big loss. Lockdown Pistons tries to find a silver lining. Host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, Kuka Hill here. The Pistons lose another game tonight. 110-92 to the Portland Trail Blazers while they kept us up to about 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we all got to miss the Golden State Warriors-Phoenix Suns game. But anyways, uh, Kate Cunningham had his most efficient night of the season. He dropped a season high or career high, 26 points on 10 of 13 shooting, 5 of 7 from deep. Outside of that, uh, no one else really could hit a shot. Isaiah Stewart probably had what could possibly be considered his best game of the year next to that Toronto Raptors game. He had 15 points, 14 rebounds, and a steal, and a block. Um, so he, he had a pretty good game, but outside of that, the Pistons really struggled getting anything going offensively. They didn't break 100 points again, uh, and the losing streak continues. No one really could hit a shot um, outside of, I would say, Isaiah Stewart, Kay Cunningham, and Killian Hayes. I don't think anyone else on the team had a good game. 
and even Killian shot one of five from deep. Uh, so, but yeah, tough game for the Pistons. It is what it is. Another loss. Everyone go back to bed. I know you guys are tired. I'm tired too. We'll talk about all this game in the next episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. That's a wrap for us. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Now your first listen every day. For more on the association and your favorite team, make your second listen, Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now. Locked On, your team every day.